It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and Stitcher, and all of the other podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube where you can watch every single episode and the occasional special episodes that we do live on our YouTube channel. And if you ever miss one of those live episodes, you can check us out on all the traditional podcasting platforms out there. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So to participate, either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave me a comment on today's show or any of the shows Monday through Thursday on the YouTube channel, Locked on Panthers. Okay, so OTAs going on in Uptown Charlotte as Carolina Panthers are in their third phase of organized team activities and really the true time where they're on the field, they're out there throwing the ball, they're out there still in shorts, but they're getting to work in right before mandatory minicamp and then the break that they have in between uh, mini camp and then the start of training camp down in Spartanburg, South Carolina on the campus of Wofford College ahead of the 2022 NFL season. We'll get to all that as Matt Rule, we heard from him, Christian McCaffrey, first time we've heard from him in a long time, and Sam Darnold, J.C. Orange, uh, Jeremy Chin, and Deonta Foreman all spoke to the media on Tuesday. So we'll get the, the takeaways from what those guys had to say and also uh, some of the takeaways that someone who was there at, um, at um, OTAs had Uh, on Tuesday but let's get into Cam Newton and the never-ending conversation that we're having here when it comes with the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation we talked about it on Monday I cannot wake up on a Monday morning after a weekend and not see a headline about the Carolina Panthers being interested in Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or any veteran quarterback as they have not closed the door after or during um, rookie minicamp two weeks ago, Matt Rule had talked about they're not in a position to say no to a veteran. After drafting Matt Corral last month in the NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers and Scott, and Scott Fitter, the general manager, came out and said that, yeah, we're not going to say whether we're done or not, that they might still add to that position, which they wanted to do throughout the offseason. They finally did it with Matt Corral, and they almost did it that same night on that Friday evening of the second round by trading for Baker Mayfield. But money got in the way as the Cleveland Browns erroneously will not pay the amount of money that they need to pay uh, to get rid of Baker Mayfield, who's sitting there not participating in what is voluntary OTAs. Let's all remember that all these are voluntary, as we'll talk about a Panther who was not there on Tuesday. But Cam Newton is someone that many of you have asked me about during the weekly Friday mailbag, and have brought up how you would love a situation where Cam Newton is here mentoring Matt Corral. Cam is a starter, then Corral as heir apparent, and then hopefully Corral 
in his number nine Panthers uniform goes on to have 10, 15 plus years of success here in Carolina. That would be an ideal scenario for a lot of people. And it might be the scenario the Carolina Panthers would be okay with. And they're fine with having Cam Newton come back here. Scott Bitter has talked, but I've talked to Cam and Matt's talked to Cam. We would love to have Cam back back here. He was such a hard worker. He was great for the locker room late in the season, even if that did not yield any wins outside of the first two touches he had as a Panther being touchdowns on the road in Arizona. But Cam Newton being back here, wearing a number one jersey, the heartthrob. It made a lot of people happy and excited to see him here, even though he was not the same Cam that we had seen back in his heyday here in Carolina. And even going back to 2017, the last time the Panthers made the playoffs in the first half of that 2018 season just wasn't the same Cam Newton. And maybe he can be, because we looked at it at the, at, at the time. If Cam played well, then maybe he could have submitted himself as the starter heading to 2022 for Carolina, as he is a free agent still and was going to be a free agent in this 2022 offseason. Maybe that could be his situation. And the way he played against Washington, stemming off of the massive impact that he had on the, with the energy on the sideline, contributing on the field against Arizona on the road in that backup capacity, you're thinking, hell, they might have lost to the Washington Finn football team. But if Cam's going to play like this for the next six weeks, we might have a chance to make the playoffs here. But also, we might get to see a second term of Cam Newton as a starting quarterback here in Carolina, something that we never thought we would see when the Panthers said that he was allowed to seek a trade back in March of 2020, completely screwing any opportunity that he had to go find a new home as a starting quarterback just based off of, well, the money was gone. And eventually, he did sign with the New England Patriots later on in June of that year and started there for one season before last year they tra- they drafted Mac Jones and decided to go with Mac over Cam and released him after that as well. So Cam did not get an opportunity to be in Joe Brady's offense and to learn everything here. And then they get rid of Joe Brady. It just wasn't an ideal scenario. He's also limited physically. He's not the same kind of guy that we saw in the past, but there was a reasonable explanation to why Cam Newton would have struggled. But the Carolina Panthers kind of showed you how they viewed him and how they viewed Sam Darnold. When Darnold was healthy again, they started him on the road against New Orleans and then on the road against Tampa in week 17 and 18. So, yes, they're interested in having Cam Newton back, but under certain conditions. And according to Jonathan Alexander of the Charlotte Observer in an article that he wrote on Monday talking about how the Carolina Panthers can avoid a fifth consecutive losing season, a lot of it stems with what they're going to do at the quarterback position, whether it's Darnold, whether it's Matt Corral, earning the job and coming out here and being the savior or it's Baker Mayfield or Jimmy May uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, someone else that they trade for. It's going to largely hinge upon how the quarterback plays here in Carolina. And no one has at this point in time, stabilized and grabbed control of that position. Something that Scott Fitterer wants them to do. Matt rule obviously needs them to do. And everyone who's a Panther fan, you and me and all of us included really need to happen so we can have some fun Sundays. Like, let's bring the pride back to the Carolinas, which Cam said he wanted to do. But if they want to bring back Cam, he would not enter camp as a starter, and he would have to agree to a smaller salary. Cam got a pretty big salary last year, considering a guy who had been cut, who had been injured the past two and a half seasons. And you were looking at Carolinas, like, hey, you don't need to give Cam that kind of money. But they decided, hey, we're going to give Cam this. We're going to have the incentives. And he got a lot more than a lot of people expecting to get and that kind of played a role also in what was left over salary cap wise the Panthers having to restructure some deals but still 
I'm never going to complain about the kind of money that Cam Newton gets here in Carolina because he oh he he has earned every single dime and he's owed it, especially for how he was able to make this this franchise relevant over the last 10 plus years when he was here as his starter for those nine seasons. So I love Cam, love what he was able to provide here to my city, my hometown of Charlotte, and I would love to see what he could potentially do in the future. But I do not like the idea of Cam coming in here just to be the mentor of Matt Corral because the way the Panthers are acting is, yeah, Cam, you can come in. You can learn Ben McAdoo's offense, but you know, right now Sam's our starter and we're paying Sam $18 million a year. We don't really have a lot of money to pay you. And quite honestly, we probably would rather pay you less than Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield, which is crazy. Yeah. Jimmy's been in the NFC title game the two of the last three years. He's been to Super Bowl and the 49ers gave up on him. He's never been an MVP. He's coming off injury, but we'd rather pay him more than you because that's how it would play out. And Baker Mayfield, yeah, if he gets, if he gets cut, then we can probably sign him to that league minimum, the $1 million and have Cleveland play 17 million. But if we do trade for him, we're going to end up paying, well, obviously we're going to have him instead of you, but we would end up paying him more than you, even though neither one of those guys have accomplished nearly as much as you have in your career. It's just in a way insulting to hear these kind of things that the Panthers are like, yeah, we're cool paying Sam Darnold $18 million, but Cam, mm, we need to come in on a small salary, like maybe one, $2 million, maybe put some incentives there, but we don't want to give you too much money because, well, you're probably not going to start for us because we like Darnold more. Because that's what they did last year. That's what they proved to us last year. And that's why I've been just kind of against the whole let's bring Cam back. Because his organization does not respect the man to the point that a lot of us fans do. They don't have the reverence that we have for him. Now they earn some respect in terms of like, oh, well, maybe Cam actually is a good teammate. He actually does come in and work hard. And he would not be a distraction. Which I never understood that. But because he has his big personality, New England thought it could work out. And Cam came back on his YouTube channel a week afterwards saying like they can win with Mac and they won last year with Matt Jones and he would be fine going to be a backup. And he's also said after the season ended at exit, exit interviews on what January 19th, that he's not coming back for no five and 12, which is what the Panthers were last year. If he's not going to come back for no five and 12, I think he wants to have a major role in that and be able to start. So the Panthers aren't going to really give him an earnest opportunity to start. And which is, uh, that's what I've said. Cam loves this place. And he would have already signed here, but the Panthers were actually going to give him a legitimate start chance to start at quarterback. But what it looks like from what's been reported from Jonathan and just to, if you kind of read the tea leaves, Panthers are kind of cool Darnold and wanting to develop him and hope that Ben McAdoo can fix his footwork and the O-line can be better and McCaffrey can be healthy and Robbie can bounce back and Terrace can be that wide receiver three. Like they're, they like that idea more than, okay, let's bring back Cam who we don't really know where he's at physically. He's great presence in the locker room, but yeah, we kind of feel like Sam has a higher ceiling at this point. Like that's what they're pretty much telling us. And that's, if that's what they believe, then we, again, should want more for Cam Newton. But they want to come back here and give him an actual opportunity to start and give him a chance to actually be a captain on this team and to be a leader and to potentially get this team back to the playoffs this upcoming season, then yeah, I'm doing it. I'm for it. And if Cam's cool with the salary, then great but they don't really actually want to give him a true opportunity and they value Donald more, which monetarily they already do. Then I don't really want to see cam come back here in a reduced role to be Sam Donald's backup and Matt Corral's mentor. Yeah. You can miss me with that guys, but I do love cam wishing the best of luck and would rather see him in a Panthers uniform than anywhere else. But it just does not really feel like the situation is perfect as of right now. And as of right now, the Panthers are back 
for the third and final phase of OTAs. It's really the, the true OTAs. They have 10 practice days where they're out there, installs going on. They're trying to have some sort of competition, see what this team might look like, the framework, the foundation place before they get to mandatory minicamp in the middle of June. Matt Rule, Chris McCaffrey, and Sam Darnold, and more spoke to the media on Tuesday. I'll give you some of my reactions to what they had to say and, well, talk even more about some of that stuff here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Wind or often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry. Yeah, computers have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? I know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We have about another month of the off-season program here in Carolina. The Panthers have started OTAs, at least the third phase of it, of organized team activities, which is still voluntary. And one Panther, who you think probably should have been there, was not there on Tuesday. But we're not going to really sweat that right now. As Matt Rule, Chris McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, Jeremy Chin, Deonta Foreman, and J.C. Horn all spoke to the media on Tuesday as... The team prepares to lay the framework and frame and um the found the framework and foundation for what hopefully will be a successful 2022 season. And Matt Rules, of course, first up and in large conversation is going to be at the quarterback position. As we've talked about Baker, we've talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Now we just had a conversation about Cam, and I'm sure we'll continue to have those conversations until someone, namely Sam Darnold, shows this organization that actually we're good. We're good with Cam. Sorry. We're good. We don't, we're good. We don't need Cam. We don't need Baker. We don't need Jimmy. We're good with Sam as our QB one. We're, and then we'll have Matt will develop him, bring along slowly. We'll see what role PJ Walker has. Who's no one's talked about PJ at all. Like I would love for someone to ask like, Hey, yo, you know, if PJ even talks like, Hey PJ, how do you feel about this? Cause it's like, you might be getting nudged out here pretty soon, but they say that we're fine. The quarterback room. Cause right now they're still open to it. And they absolutely should still be open to adding a veteran on this roster because Sam Darnold has just not proven over the course of his career 
to be a reliable option in New York or after one season in Carolina, but maybe this is the opportunity as he has survived the attempt to bring in Deshaun Watson. He has survived the Panthers taking a quarterback there in the first round. He has been a survivor all offseason, and quite frankly, he's handled it fairly well, and I applaud him for that. You know, I, I liked the conversation he had with Taylor Wan. He was honest, and it certainly was jarring to hear the man say that, like, he he's proven he's been a good quarterback in this league, which is not the case, but you have to have that confidence, and he earnestly has – I think been humbled and he understands like, Hey, I just got to do what I can do. I can control what I can control. And that's something that I think a lot of us want to do in our lives, but oftentimes it's hard to do that. And when you get asked constant questions about your future and is this a make or break season? And he said it as much on Tuesday, like, yeah, well you kind of do think about it briefly, but then you got to compartmentalize things and just kind of get those blinders and, and stay focused on what's happening in front of you and, getting better and Matt rule has applauded Sam so far saying he's working as hard as he ever has Ben McAdoo and Sean Ryan, the Panthers OC and quarterback coach. They have really worked uh, Sam hard and all the quarterbacks hard with the jump rope, as we saw back in uh rookie mini camp to now going on OTAs. And he thinks that Sam's having a really good off season so far and that he's really developing technically and that he's pleased with where he's at right now and that he's completely bought in to what Ben McAdoo is teaching him from a technical aspect. You can see the development. That's what Matt Rule had to say. And that's really been the thing with Sam Darnold. Early on in the season, when he had time, he looked good. And when he had confidence, he looked good. And it's that's the biggest thing. It's, it's about confidence with Sam Darnold. I talked about that when they traded for him. It's like He didn't have any confidence, lost it in New York. And just his footwork was terrible. And Sam's talked about that multiple times. Like back when last season at the port of that's this time of the year, he talked about his footwork and that foundation and being better there and how he needs to improve and how he needs to find that consistency and execute. And then throughout the year, we saw just, hey, when he's comfortable, maybe he has time, it looks good. But when he hasn't had time, which has been the issue, really, one of the main issues that's led to his lack of success in the league back in New York and in Carolina last season, he has struggled with that. But things aren't always going to be perfect, and you're going to have to go to the fundamentals and be able to have the rush in your face and still have your feet match your timing and where you're going with the ball. And a lot of times, as we've seen, he just wasn't there. And he's a young quarterback. understand it. It takes guys time. The NFL certainly is not as patient as it used to be with these quarterbacks, and maybe we should be more patient with Sam Darnold. But the excuse is at some point in time have to end. It's year five. And one of the things that really gave me perspective when listening to him talk and Matt Rule talk on Tuesday, but more, and more specifically, Sam was when he said, I'm learning in my fourth scheme. And none of the schemes I've learned have really been all that similar. And Matt Rule was out there earlier than saying that, yeah, I mean, the NFL, they have a lot of same concepts. But Donald's coming out here saying, year five, fourth scheme, none of them are all that similar. It's impossible to have success. It's not impossible. It's very hard to have success if you have that much turnover and outright outright chaos as a young player in the National Football League, especially at the position of quarterback. It does not help when you're learning these new schemes and having these new coaches when the offensive line's not good, when your receivers decline in part because of you and the O-line, and when you're running back, Chris McCaffrey, is injured. So all that is reasonable excuses or it's not an excuse, but it's a reason why he struggled. But again, 
you gotta be a pro. You gotta be able to figure it out. You gotta get through it because it's not always gonna be perfect. Doesn't matter what business you're in, you might want to have the perfect foundation, but you're gonna be in times where, hey, you're understaffed. You gotta work longer hours. You gotta look work a little bit harder. You might not have the support that you need, but you gotta produce results. And so far through his career, he's not produced results. But it seems that maybe he's in a better headspace as he's had time to get away from things. And yes, it's impossible to avoid social media nowadays, unless you just completely uh, go to a flip phone uh, and avoid the criticism, but that's where he's at right now. So we'll see. He's got an opportunity here this next month. Maybe they don't give him that much time, but he has an opportunity. The next nine practices, then mandatory mini camp to prove that you guys don't need to go get anybody else. I'm going to be ready to go week one. And I'm going to finally show that potential. So we'll see how that works out. Matt Rule also talked about Christian McCaffrey and just how they're going to manage him. And we've talked about it, the, the workload and not getting too many touches. And in large part, it's Darnold checking down to him, which he did in the first couple of weeks of the season. And hell, tell your quarterback to stop checking down to the running back if you're concerned about the running back getting too many touches. But that's part of the offense. And Christian will be a large part of the passing game again here in Carolina. And hopefully he will be healthy. And likely Matt Rule said that they're going to hold him out again in preseason. They're going to try different practice strategies. And McCaffrey talked about uh, how appreciative he was about the open line of communication that he's had with the Panthers staff and training staff and appreciating the trust that they have in him and that they've shown him um, to be able to just tell him, hey, this is how I feel today. Like, this is what we can do differently. He's also talked to uh, Marshall Falk, who is like McCaffrey, one of three men to have a thousand yards receiving and rushing in the same season, Roger Craig being the other and Falk's a hall of famer Christian the last two years, had he not been injured and continued to play the way he played, he would have been right down at hall of fame trajectory. And maybe he still will be fine in the future, but he's got to be out on the field. And he looked at Marshall in year seven and eight really had good seasons. And he had that longevity and he was a great player on those Rams teams, which is why he has a bust in Canton. So he, he linked up with him and just asked him how to take care of his body. He talked to a lot of other people and other running backs and how you can stay healthy. But the Panthers have backup options, and that's why Foreman's in here. He's a different style of back. He's going to be more of a downhill guy, and they've talked about bringing the downhill rushing scheme, which that would fit. So he's here now in Carolina, and Chuba Hubbard, who wasn't great out of the backfield last year when it came to receiving the ball, he still had some solid rushing efforts, but he's not Chris McCaffrey. And neither is Foreman, who did an um, admirable job last year helping Tennessee when they lost Derrick Henry, earn that number one seed in the AFC. Uh, one other thing that I, I kind of took away when looking at the offensive line, Matt Rule all last year talked about we got to find our best five. This year, it should be pretty straightforward who that top five is. Left tackle, Ike Kwanu, left guard, Brady Christensen, center, probably Bradley Bozeman, right guard, Austin Corbett, right tackle, the stalwart, Taylor Moten. When asked about Brady Christensen, they're going to give him the opportunity at left tackle. They said we're going to keep him on the left side. So it's left tackle, left guard, center. But right now, Ike Iquano, they're, they're keeping him right there at left tackle. So if Ike Iquano is at left tackle, and that's where they want to play him at, Brady Christensen is not going to play over Ike Iquano at left tackle. It's pretty doggone straightforward right there. He's going to be a left guard. And behind him, it looks like Michael Jordan, who they brought in last year, they said some nice things about him, started a couple games, was okay. He'll be the backup left guard as of right now. They'll have Cam Irving as a kind of the swing backup tackle there at left tackle. Dennis Daly's going to be more on the right side this year. We'll see what his long-term status, at least this season, is in Carolina, as he could be a guy potentially gets cut, but he'll be at right guard and right tackle. Then Cade Bay is a draft pick out of Tennessee. He'll play at center. He'll play at guard. He'll play at tackle. He'll be all over the offensive line. They're just going to find a way to just uh, put him in all these positions as he learns them and then 
if they need him down the road, then he'll step up. So that's just kind of some of the things that I heard from Matt Rule, McCaffrey, and Darnold on Tuesday as the Panthers were back out there for the third and final phase and really true OTA starting in Uptown Charlotte. Now, a couple guys were missing. Some, good reasons. Others, you wonder, was it a reasonable reason? Reasonable reason. Weird. Okay, but we'll talk more about that here on Locked on Panthers. Y'all, I've been telling you about Built Bar ever since I took over the pod, and Built Bar is by far the best-tasting protein bar. And y'all know I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making brownies. And imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein in it. Well, you're in luck because Built Bar has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. Have you tried the puffs yet? If you haven't, you are missing out. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein. That's right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All Built Bar Puffs, including the Brownie Built Bar Puff, is covered in 100% real chocolate. So whether it's a puff or a Built Bar or the Built Granola Bars, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate and they're healthy. So go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's important to understand that OTAs, organized team activities, are voluntary and They've been going on since April 18th here in Carolina, and there's been some guys that have missed time, whether it's been for personal things like on Tuesday where Xavier Woods and Cam Irving both missed because their wives recently had a baby. And these guys prioritize their family first over football. What a novel concept. And congratulations to them and their family, and hopefully their uh, wife is uh, recovering. Uh, these wives, plural, uh, are, are recovering, and uh, their new babies are also healthy and happy and whole. So great for them. So there's those things. We have Brian Burns who wasn't available, who wasn't out there. He's back dealing with some family stuff down in Florida. And there was a little bit of murmur like, ooh, is Brian Burns about to hold out? Different scenario. You go out to Arizona, Kyler Murray, who wants his money, he said, hey, three years, got you the playoffs. You guys screwed me over there. I was all upset about that. Apparently not a great leader, but he's like, give me the money. Show me the money. That's what Kyler Murray wants out there in Arizona. Even though he's the second half, if you look at his splits, First half of the season, great. Second half of the season, not great. Is that because he's smaller? Maybe. And then Nuke Hopkins has had injuries. He won't be there the first six weeks of the season. Panthers won't have to see him. They've owned the Cardinals of late. If I'm Arizona, while I understand Kyler Munson wants his money, it's not like he's gone out and been MVP of the league like Patrick Mahomes was in his first year as a starter. It's not like – and gone and won a Super Bowl as well. It's not like uh, 
he was what Josh Allen was back in the 2020 season where he lit up the league. And those both those guys got mega deals after the third season. No, Kyler Murray hasn't been on that level. And that's one of the things also monitor here in Carolina because this Panthers team, they're looking for a quarterback. And if things get sour there in Arizona and Kyler Murray decides, I'm out, I'm not showing up for anything, I don't want to play here anymore, ask for a trade, young, probably deserving the money. I just, I personally wouldn't pay him right now, but the Panthers, they want to. That might be something to look out for. So there's those scenarios. Debo Samuel, who wants to trade out in San Francisco, that's another scenario where it makes sense why he missed out. Now, Robbie Anderson, he was not there on Tuesday. And this is really not something to be, I think, all that concerned about. Matt Rule did say he does like how it's voluntary, which is curious. Like, you're a coach. Don't you want your players there? Like, there's things that are voluntary, but not really voluntary. So uh, we'll see how, how real that is. But Robbie Anderson was not there on Tuesday. If you go back to last year, he was not there during this portion of OTAs, but he was there for mandatory minicamp, where that's when you start to get fined. And as long as he's there, then that's all that matters. Robbie's going to take care of his body. Matt Rule's not concerned about that. I just think when you look at the optics of it all with Robbie Anderson and how he performed last year and being on social media being like, I don't want Baker Mayfield, and Baker might be his teammate and almost was his teammate, maybe you should show up. But again, it's it's – it's voluntary and it's not that big of a deal, but as long as he's at, as long as he's healthy and ready to go come training camp and performs next year, it's not going to matter a lick whether he was out there on the field during OTAs. You would just think though, like with the new offense, trying to get some continuity with your rookie receiver, potentially Matt Corral, that would make sense for you to be available. But as long as he's here in June, then, you know, it is what it is. And maybe he'll be here uh, later on. I don't know. Um, some other things, Jeremy Chen, He's staying at safety. We've talked about it. Would he go back to linebacker? They had some talks about that. Phil Snow had alluded to it when he had last spoken to us, but uh, he's working out in the secondary with Steve Wilkes, who he says he loves. Wilkes has already come out and said that he thinks that he can turn Chin into an all pro. And I would love that. Love having Steve Wilkes here. Love that Chin already likes working with him. Can't wait to see what he does with him and Xavier Woods. And also the rookie JC Horn, who signed up the rookie, but in a way, he says he still feels like a rookie just because he didn't get to play a lot, but he's just a film junkie. All he does is watch football. He's got to take care of his body. He said sometimes he blows up a little bit with his weight, wants to play at 200, 205. That's kind of his good playing weight. But from everything I've heard, because like Ellis Williams is out there who covers the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer, been on the podcast before. He was out there, uh, of course, on Tuesday, and he, he had just some takeaways. He said, like, Horn said he feels like a rookie, but he does not look like one. Also said that with no Robbie Anderson out there, that gave guys like Terrace Marshall, who Matt Rule talked about. They knew that he had some health things that he was dealing with over the past couple seasons at LSU, where he really has not been healthy, folks. But he has immense talent, and they knew that they're going to have to deal with that. And kind of last year was in a way a retro year, had the concussion, was kind of coming back from that knee at this point of the season last year. He wasn't out there active at all with the knee injury. But now, no Robbie there. Maybe Terrace can get some more reps and get an opportunity. Uh, same thing with uh, Rashard Higgins, who Matt Rule won't say what his role will be right now, but he's had some success, and especially they bring in Baker Mayfield. Back in 2020, he had his best year playing with Baker there in Cleveland and give some other younger guys, some of the UDFA receivers opportunities. Now, Shai Smith wasn't out there, so we got the legal issues. So that gives some other guys some opportunities um, to, fix, to try and figure things out. And as far as with the quarterback competition, I'll put that in quotes, uh, Sam Darnold took the bulk of the seven-on-seven reps. So that just kind of shows you that the Panthers at this point of the offseason are still um, pretty can, committed. Mm-hmm. So 
for as far as, as far as who's in the quarterback room right, room right now, as far as practicing and the four quarterbacks that they have, they're committed to giving Darnold the bulk of the reps, reps, reps there, reps, reps. Come on, talk, Julian. <laughs> they're committed to giving him the bulk of the, the reps at the one so far. Um, and one final news item uh, that came out right after uh, OTAs on Tuesday, the uh, team waived defensive end Joe Jackson, the former fifth-round pick of the Cowboys. Jackson spent last year with the Browns. He was signed here in February, and now the move leaves the Panthers roster open at 89 players, which, okay, they got to have 90 so they could add somebody. Might that be a quarterback? We've talked about edge rushers. We've seen guys like Jadeveon Clowney go off the board recently. Maybe someone else is out there available as Panthers do need someone opposite there. Of Brian Burns, I understand Frankie Louvu, who was far, very impressive considering the role he played last year. He's likely going to start at that position. And Marquise Haynes, who had a hand, he had hand surgery, so he was out as well. He should be back soon. Matt Rule said those guys are going to try and play that complementary role, and they're going to have kind of a edge rusher by committee opposite of Brian Burns. Panthers might want to look and try and bring some actual um, little like help there that solidify themselves in the league. So we'll see. Uh, what they want to do there. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. If you don't watch on YouTube, you don't subscribe on YouTube, well, go ahead and change that. But it's okay. You can check us out on all the podcasting platforms out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and all the other ones out there I didn't mention. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show there so you don't miss a single episode of Locked on Panthers. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate. Either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on today's show or any of the shows Monday through Thursday from that week over on YouTube. Just put Friday mailbag and your real name on YouTube, and I'll get to your questions on Friday. In the meantime, stay safe. Uh, be whole, be happy, and keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.